Broadcasting from deep in the heart of North America, five influential podcasters from coast to coast come together to discuss a variety of topics from around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Power Hour! Recording. What is up, guys? I am Christopher Stolly. Welcome to another Coast to Coast Power Hour presented to you by the SJ Network and the SJ Network All Stars. This one's a special one because I'm all by myself. Everybody who's supposed to be here is not here. But you know who I do have here? The person in charge of SJ Network. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Steve Joyner himself, my boss. So his show, his rules, I'm no longer hosting. I pass it on to him. Steve, how you doing today? <laughs> Hello, Christopher. Thank you for showing up to class. <laughs> Not being tardy. That's right. I'm the teacher's pet. <laughs> no, no, no. People, people, people have things going on. I mean, I, I'm, you know, it happens, especially when you send out invites and confirmations a week in advance. It happens. Well, like, you know, I, I do I do feel that we have to be uh, slightly fair here. Uh, we, we did get confirmation that Kim was unable to make it tonight. She was supposed to be on. Uh, Michael Moore is uh, ill. We hope he feels better soon. So, uh, so you know, he's an excused absence. Everybody else? Eh? <laughs> you know what? You pissed him off is what you did, and you're not telling anybody. Or ain't me anyway. You did something. You did something, didn't you? You know what? With my track record, don't probably, you know what, what you are? You're, you're, you, Chris is the, he's the Gaddafi of podcasting. So whenever anything bad happens, it's your fault. Don't you know this by now? Well, you know what? You know, Actually, you, you know, know what? You said you were in a shooting mood, right? Yeah, let's shoot. Let's let's shoot. You, you said it's going to be a straight shoot podcast. Which, by the way, for people, yeah, we'll do the we'll do the children's the children's. Uh, 70s and 80s things because i want to have scotty involved with that i mean someone that was actually lived it that would be better but go ahead, Chris. no i'm serious no i'm serious what's so funny about that can we get can we well, get uh, what's his face vaughn in there too uh, the, the the kidner boy from uh from yeah Canada. yeah i mean yes i mean too. you know any former child stars i know this okay but but yeah we're gonna shoot on this oh define what a shoot interview is well, for, for pro wrestling terms, a shoot is it's, uh, it, it breaks the fourth wall into reality. In other words, like, uh, you know, when you hear a wrestling, uh, a wrestling pr uh, promo, uh, usually a, per, a, micro, uh, a ref wrestler working a microphone, he's usually talking about like, this Sunday I'm going to kick your ass in the ring in Madison Square Garden, blah, 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 blah. That is called a work or, or working the mic. In mm -hmm. pro wrestling terms, a shoot is – I'm not calling you by your gimmick name. I'm calling you by your real name and I'm not bullshitting for the sake of entertainment. I'm going to fuck you up or I'm going to air shit about you that you don't want known. 
in other words no, no well yeah real. but we're not we're not hurting anybody no 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 but, hurt anybody don't no don't you maybe you're you're going a little overboard no we're not hurting anybody we're just i'm going to share some stories with you about my what it's like to live in my skin and well, why i <laughs> go ahead well the reason why i got to ask if this is going to be a shoot interview or a shoot uh, podcast tonight is because you said something earlier uh the other day to uh to uh, i'm not going to throw the other person part initials uh uh me uh, oh. Oh. about 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 future. oh 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 your your new friend your your new future right. collaborator right future. oh yeah i like him i like him now he should be here he should he but, should be but he's got a life too you know so and he he wasn't necessarily oh, yeah. expecting to be on the show tonight so i don't okay know he's not available um, okay, so what did I say to Emmy? Because I'm forgetting. What did you I said say you have me? defended me against, uh, against other people. I have in the past. I yes. want to know who these people are and what you had to defend. The ACLU, the NAACP, the Christian Organization for Human Decency. This list is endless. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> That's the no, 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 folks, yeah. folks. If you, the, the problem is, am I coming in clear on this Zoom thing here? Is this yeah. clear? Yeah, I mean your, okay. your camera's horrible, but you know I'm not. I'm not. I don't do visual stuff. I know. I don't, we're, we're not at that stage of our relationship yet. No. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that no, I just want to know if I'm if I'm clear or not. So okay. Um, no, Chris is is you're you've never done anything sideways to me at all, and I have dealt with people who have done really bad things and really good things, and then people down the middle. I have had nine calls today. I tried to take a power nap, but my dog wouldn't permit it. Anyway, um, no, he's just, he's a little terrorist sometimes. But anyway. Um, Aren't they all? You've never, yeah, he's cute, but that's that's the extent of him. But anyway, so, um, no, you've never, I've never seen you hurt anybody verbally. You and I, even, even when we called out a guy that did a very despicable thing, and that's on the archive. Right. You know, we weren't like we weren't we even we weren't organizing witch hunts or saying you know here's his address or anything. We were we were we just called out you know we called it what it was. But today, for instance, I get people reaching out to me sometimes, and it's like I never know what they're up to. You know, I, I had one guy I talked to, and he's in New York upstate, older gentleman, and he's like, oh, I'd like to talk to. I saw, I saw your page and you're with Bruce Stern and you know, he wants to talk to like all these older people. Right. And I said, cool, hire me, man. You'll talk to him. Oh, I don't know if we have a budget. Well, <laughs> okay. Good, good luck to you. You know, I mean, some people want a lot for nothing and, 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 and some people are just very giving, you know, and you're one of those people. They're very giving you. You've done a lot for a lot of people. You help build up shows. These are my words. And I've seen some of the shows use realm as some kind of stepping stone in a room, whatever, you know, in order to advance their career, you know, AKA Ray in New York and Mark and some other people. And, you know, they, you, you've been through the shitter, but the thing is, is, you know, I, I don't ever want to hear you say, Oh, I'm just going to fold up shop and, you know, but you know, better days are coming and I can't wait for you to make the announcement about your friend and me. It sounds like we're in AA or something. But the thing is, is that, you know, it hurts when you put yourself out like that. But at the end of the day, let me give you a really, really good example, Chris. My very first show ever, well, no, second show, 
second show ever, the one that I really made a big dent in a, in a short time was in Long Island, and it was these two guys, and named well Miller and the Man. It was called. It was two Eric Kaufman and Steve, two degenerates. Like I don't even like saying their name; it makes my blood pressure go up. Right. Well, I I had a deal with these two clowns. They were older guys. I I sent them the roster of every almost everybody knew I knew at that time. I mean, Jack was on there. You've interviewed a lot of people. I said. And the deal was I was their West Coast talent coordinator, whatever. Basically, I got them in touch with them. They'd interview them. And then they, we would monetize the show by advertising. This is before I was green. And when I was very green, I didn't know any better. Right. Well, these two jagoffs did 100 episodes in 34 days. 34 days I booked 100 people. Just, just let that sink in right there. And then... Sounds like what you do. Yeah, and but here's the thing. I, they never tried to sell advertising. I never made a dime off it. And I called up a guy that we both know, and I was pissed, and I was mad. And he said, look at the look at the resume you just built, man. Look what you just did in 34 days. And that's exactly it. So I pulled out, and those two ended up having a fight. They split up. They're on two different stations in Long Island, and they, they toy with each other all the time now. And now I'm making money, and I'm involved with, eons of shows so who lost in that little one you tell me no you're, you're not wrong and I'm, I'm kind of the same way with the with a lot of the things that have happened in realm of the mist um you know that that you've been privy to where uh, you know there are some people that i'm extremely pissed off at although i will never air my grievances down there i wish them well but there's other it's ones no, <laughs> you know but there's there's other one there's other ones where although they left i'm actually genuinely happy for the success that they have accumulated for themselves on their own yeah and, i mean you know and that's funny i've never heard you dog them i i don't i don't and i never will i never will on air you know like uh -huh. if, I, if i have, have a grievance to say i'd rather say it to them than to somebody else about them that's the type yeah. of person i am but uh you know yeah, but, but these people they they not only just they not only ditched you they just ghosted like you know what i'm saying they ghosted big time pal they didn't just like you know i'm talking about ray no, like no, he just he just dropped off the face of the earth, blocked you, dumped you like a one night stand, left you hanging and you know in the wind, and you're like, what I do? So you're saying I should treat him like my ex wife? No, 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 no. No, don't treat him like your ex wife. Don't give him that much credit. Oh, but geez. what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, is that you know, I wouldn't lose sleep about it, and and he's boring, man. I mean, you know, I'm sorry, but he's boring. I've never seen a more monotone, you know, Stefford wife talking. You know, the hell with him. The point is, is that he's not anything, you know. Well, no, no, no. But, but what, I'm, what, I'm is, what I'm saying is, people like people like him, you know, like although I do feel slighted by them, even though I don't have a closure in the sense of like even reason why, there are others where, like you mentioned, the name Mark, Mark Tolly, who took War of the Stars off on its own. You know what? I I feel like a father who who let the kid out into the world. You know, the kid's an adult now, and you let him out into the world. I have no ill will towards Mark Tolley and the success that War of the Stars has been handling on its own. I'm extremely proud of Mark and, and what he's accomplished with that. Godspeed. And there are people like him, you know, I just, I just want to be clear on it. With, with some of the people that have pissed me off or people mm -hmm. who left Realm of the Mist in a way that was less than uh, savory or respectful, in my opinion, yeah. I'm not going to talk trash on them. But there are some who have left Realm of the Mist who have carried on their, their, their own thing on their own that actually I'm very proud of. I, I'm glad they took what realm of the mist taught them and, and 
incorporated it into the future for themselves. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, no, that makes sense. There's nothing wrong with saying that. I'm sure, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't really, I never I had one conversation with Mark that I remember one. And I like Star Wars just as much as the next guy, but, you know, I hit puberty, I discovered girls, and it wasn't the main thing on my mind. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm still, I'm still that little kid with Star Wars, even though I did hit puberty and like girls. Now I just, oh, no, hate, I'm not down. I'm not downing Star Wars fans. It's just, I, I just, I have, I don't even get me started on Star Wars. I like the movie franchise. I can't quote, you know, the names of the parents of the characters in it like you can probably. Huh. But the thing is, is that, you know, I, I grew up, man. I didn't think about that sort of stuff. I haven't played a video game since 1990. Hey, look, I could, I could tell you this much. I could tell you, I could But I'm not downing people like you who do that sort of thing or Mark or anybody else. I mean, everybody's got their thing. But for me, it's like, you know, I just... I, I I enjoyed it for what it was, you know, and and I think that I think that Star Wars fans are the bitchiest people on earth. It's well, nothing's ever nothing's ever good for them. That's and, and come gonna, on, tell me I'm wrong. Tell no, me no, I'm wrong. That's, that's where I was going to go. I was going to tell you a little story uh, in comparison to Star Wars and why a lot of people, even though they've enjoyed the films, they don't really have the fandom in, in them that as some fanboys like myself may have, and it, really it's because of the Star Wars fandom. Uh, what ruins Star Wars is the Star Wars fandom. It's not Kathleen Kennedy. It's not Pablo Hidalgo. No. It's not Disney. And here's the story that I'm going to say to prove my point. When I lit, grew up in Philadelphia, of course, I was a Philadelphia Eagles fan. You know, of course, born and raised in Philadelphia. You got, you got yeah, to get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. I also was a kid who, who loved Joe Montana and the San Francisco 49ers. And as a kid, because of Nintendo, I own the John Elway quarterback video game. So John Elway is the quarterback of the Denver Broncos. I was actually a fan of the Denver Broncos growing up in Philadelphia, besides being an Eagles fan. They were like my own. What, in the 80s? 80s, early 90s. Yeah, stuff like that. Oh, they were garbage. So you were a true fan because they sucked back in those days, man. They'd go to a Super Bowl and lose. But here's the thing. I moved to Colorado, and mm -hmm. I dealt with the Avalanche fan and the Rockies fans and the Bronco fans and the uh, Nuggets fan. Well, nobody cares about the Nuggets. Do they um, even are they even around anymore? Geez, there's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Wow. But try to argue the point that John Elway isn't the greatest quarterback who has ever lived in Denver, Colorado. I stopped I being a I Denver do Bronco fan. I, I stopped being a Denver Bronco fan because of the Denver Bronco fan base. And that's exactly oh. what has ruined Star Wars is the fan base arguing, bitching, moaning about everything under the sun instead of, instead of remembering two simple facts about Star Wars. Number one, and the most important, it's a kid's movie. It's mm -hmm. made for children. And number two, it is entertainment. Were you entertained by it? Great. Good for you. If you weren't, but you were entertained by the other ones, you still have the other ones. Shut up and let other people enjoy it. The end. <laughs> well, it, it goes deeper for me. Uh, the thing is, is that hold on. Uh, and this is this is a guy that has a glowing Darth Vader hel helmet on his desk as we speak right now. <laughs> okay, but here's the thing: when Star Wars was cool, when I mean when I enjoyed it, I mean there's a lot of people. I'm not downing people who like Star Wars. The point is, is that when I was a kid, I would go see whenever it came out. You know, I remember my brother taking me to see Jedi. I remember staying and standing in line with my brother to see Jedi back in the days when you had theaters with two screens, not 50 of them. 
Right. And I remember, you know, waiting in line for over an hour and going with my big brother was a big to do. And there was a cliffhanger. What's going to happen next? You know, we just saw we were hot off the heels of Empire. We we knew this was the end of, well, we thought it was the end anyway. Right. And it was exciting, man. And you go in there and there were no spoiler alerts. There was no internet. There was nothing to ruin it for people. Mm-hmm. And it was an event. And it wasn't just going to see the movie. But it was the, the memory of going with your sibling or loved one or whatever the hell it was. Mm-hmm. And that's what was cool, man. And then I remember before the movie was released, originally it was supposed to be called Revenge of the Jedi. Right. And they, they changed it. Well, you probably, you know, what I showed my saying. But the point is, is that I remember seeing the toys out over at KB and Toys R Us and other places and seeing these new characters who I've never seen before. And it's like, oh, they're going to be in this movie. I'm going to go see. Man, it was great because you had you had to wait. Remember when we watched G.I. Joe when we were kids? And it's like, tune in tomorrow for the exciting conclusion of this and that. Man, we had to wait. That was cool, dude. We had uh, you, you, another you just, 18 not hours. To, not to interrupt you, but uh, I literally just today I found out from uh, uh, game, GameSpot.com mm-hmm. that they're re-releasing the classic G.I. Joe figures from the 80s. Uh, the, 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 the three and a half inch articulate figures, they're re released yeah. in the original packaging. Huh? They did a, a 40 year on them, didn't they? Or 35, something, 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 like, something that. like that. But they just announced that they're going to be putting them back in stores in oh, boy. packaging. Can you imagine how collectors are going to go nuts for that? I've already said I, what ones I want. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Continue. You were saying. Probably told Jennifer, like, okay, I need a snake eyes, this. Yeah, I can just imagine your little wish list. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> the, thing, the thing is, is that, um, you know, it was, it, was a, it was a simpler time. It was a funner time. And nowadays, everything is instant, 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 you know? And we didn't have Alexa. You actually stood up on your own turned a damn light on you remember, i'm just saying uh, am i sounding old yes but the cool thing is is that it goes back to my my theory of a, of a lost generation that's living now who will never know what it's like to be up out from sun up to sundown playing sports right remember when we were kids man it's like hey where's chris oh there he is he's over at john's house because there's 80 bikes in front of john's front yard remember that dude i mean yeah, you those were great days. So, I don't. Uh oh, he, uh, you muted your mic. Get here? Yeah, I get sorry, here. Sorry, Someone try to call me. Uh, I think the technology has brought us together in a wonderful way, but um, I think that it also, you know, uh, it also separated us in ways too. Well, see, you bring you bring up an interesting point. Like uh, going back to the. Uh, the, the, the fandoms having access with the internet now. Um, yeah. Do you think, do you, do you think that you fan member? that's what kind of quasi killed kayfabe, is it not? No, no, it absolutely is. And that, that's where I was going. It's an interesting story because you work in entertainment, you work with movie stars and, and, and TV stars and, and, and stuff like that. You yeah. know, that you've seen the shift and difference from the day. It's like you said, back in the day where nobody was sitting there analyzing the death or releasing spoilers because they, got some source within the studio or whatever else that they ruined all that shit. So when, when the things released, whether it was an episodic uh, show on TV every other week, or it was mm-hmm. a movie that took three years to make, you know, we didn't know anything about it till the day it dropped. That's right. So you, so what's interesting to me, what, what is interesting to me 
is the double-edged sword of technology, in your opinion, in your field. Because mm-hmm. although it's kind of ruined the, the, the shock value and surprise of, of, of the entertainment factor, it's also giving you access to, not to pat myself on the back here, but people like me who really help promote in a sense, with the interviews, with the, you know, being able to reach more people. It's, it's, it's got its, pro, it, it's got its, it's a double-edged sword. It's not all bad. It's not all good. But, you know, little things have gotten bad. You know, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Okay, little things have gotten, things have gotten bad in some degrees. When I was, when we were in school, there, there was bullies. You didn't go home. Yeah, you, you dealt with them for, uh, I've been hanging out with my sixth grade teacher recently. Sixth grade teacher. Yeah, Scott, you interviewed him. I interviewed him. And, mm-hmm. It was his birthday the other day, Saturday. Ah, happy birthday. Celebra- yeah, he's 71 now, but we went out and celebrated. And anyway, we were talking about how, you know, when you're in school, you had to deal with bullies sometimes. You only, did, you only had to deal with them for, you know, eight hours or six hours, whatever the school day was. And that was it. Right. Nowadays, bullies fi- follow you on Cyberland. And I would hate, and I would hate to be a kid, especially a kid that was being bullied nowadays, because they, you know, and in our day it was like, you know, you dealt with a bully in any way you can. For me, it was like find him or run. I think, you know, I think or, or or whatever. I, I'm just saying it's different. No, no, you're right, and and I I would go a step further, as, and because I I've dealt with this online myself, but I've also seen it like with my child. I'm very protective of him going online, yeah. online games and shit because of bullying and it's it's you know my my kid's a sweet kid and you know he's 10 years old but he's he's a sweet kid he he's he doesn't have a mean bone in his body and Mm -hmm. it drives me nuts because i've done it dealt with it myself because i you know play video games and all that call of duty for example is the worst i've had people my son's age talk to me in ways that my mother would have beaten me six ways from sunday had ever come out of my mouth Today, at 43 years old, if it would have come out of my mouth, she would have beat the living shit out of me. I've seen this. You know what I mean? And I've it's just it. like, you know, um, like you were saying, like back in the day before the cyber, before the, the cyberspace, the internet and stuff like that, oh. I, th- th- I think there's two th- factors to it. Yes, you're right. You only dealt with them for an eight-hour period, but you also dealt with them face-to-face. And a bully would either scare you to where you ran away or you finally stood up and realized and realize that the bully was – you know, a poser, a punk, a, a nobody anyway. Yeah, yeah, whatever it was. Today, with the with the social media uh, anonymity, people having assumed names or or even on Facebook where you have your real names, but you have distance between you. You, you have the, uh, you know, protection of being online on a keyboard uh-huh. saying what you want to say with no consequences. I, you know, it's, I know it's a meme on Facebook, but it's the God's honest truth. I think Internet has created too many people that are way too comfortable speaking without the consequences of getting punched in the mouth. Yeah, that's true. And it's God's honest truth. There's so many, so many of these cyber bullies. So many of these cyber bullies. The only reason they're cyber bullies is because there's no consequences to their actions. If somebody would have turned around, go find out where they live, knock on their front door, and knock them square on their ass, you would see a hell of a lot less of this crap going on. That's, I'm not advocating for violence. I'm just saying that's what it is. These people are acting the way they are because they th- think they're safe. Yeah, I agree with you. And it's, it's, it's sad and it is what it is. But we can't change that, Chris. All we can do is continue to what we, what, do what we do the best we can. That's it. 
you know, and, and you can only help people as much as they are willing to be helped. Sometimes there are, there are lost causes in this world. Sometimes, look, I've been involved with show creation. I have helped put things together. I've seen people grateful, and I've seen people act like I owed it to them. Right. And the people who act like I owe it to them, I don't talk to them anymore. I've seen, you know, I, I, I mean, my brother, I wanted to help my brother for years. He was a heroin addict. He didn't want help. I used to forcibly take him to rehabs. He'd go there for a week or two, play the game, come out, then go back to work, you know, San Bernardino or else and pick up using again. Now he's dead. I went to Kansas City for three months, stayed with a childhood friend of mine, ended up having a big fight with him, came home. You know, it's sad how things play out sometimes, but I can't go back and think about that anymore. Right. I mean, I miss my brother. I can't bring him back. My friend, you know, he can, he can take a long walk off a short cliff, but all I have in my life is really the majority of it's my work, man. I enjoy doing what I do. And for those ingrates or those people that act like you owe them everything, you're pretty, I'm pretty quick to spot them. I used to not be so quick to spot them. It used to take me a little bit longer, not anymore. And I have an interesting, you know, outlook on life. I can go anywhere I want in this world. I'm not tied down to anything. And, you know, I mean, California, I do want to leave California eventually. California, I've lost everything I've ever loved here. And when my brother died, I realized, I, you know, look, dude, here's something, here's something really weird. If I caught the coronavirus or cancer or I was shot or whatever tonight, that would literally be the end of my last name. Isn't that weird? I'm the last person in my family alive. That would be it. Just, just let that sink in how weird that is. That's right. I'm only a year older than you. That is rough. That means but my intention is, but no, but my, my intention is, is at least to live to be 90, you know, and that's it. Do you intend to have children? I know you have step. Nope. I mean, that is the way to make the line live on. I don't want stepkids. No, no. I said, I know you have stepkids, but do you ever intend maybe one day to have, I know you're kind of, you know, at, at that at that age now but i mean like to 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 pass on the line have the heir apparent keep the name alive that way no it's not going to happen for me at all okay it's not i don't have an offspring like you do it is what it is it's the way it was played out it, it is what it is okay it, it is some it's shit this stuff happens and i know i don't feel bad for myself because as we speak right now, there are people who don't have limbs. There are people who are on, you know, have less than a week to live. There are people who died today. You know what I'm saying? No, right. I am not, I am not as bad as, as, it's not as bad as it could be, dude. And that's the thing. That's the thing you always got to remember. It could literally always be worse. And so, you know, no, not having a legacy, it's not going to make or break me. I'm like that fun uncle that will, you know, <laughs> that will bond you out of jail at two in the morning and let you drink beer and stuff. You know, I'm that cool guy. I'm that fun guy. You know, and that's fine. That's the lot that I chose to live right there. You know, right. well, I mean, I don't chose it. It just happened, dude. And I, you know, I thought, you know, I was younger. I wanted to have kids, but honestly, I didn't want to. I, you know, I digress. 
I haven't wanted to have kids in a long time after my nephew was murdered when he was six. So, whole different story. My nephew was killed. It's an awful story. I don't like talking about it, but that kind of recalled me wanting to bring it wanting to bring a child to this world. But the thing is, there are good parents, and there's people, dude, who shouldn't be parents. There are people who should never be parents. There are people who have kids that should not have kids at all. My friend in Kansas City, he shouldn't have kids. You and I know people that shouldn't have kids or one. Or, ha- or halfway custody of kids. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I was married to one. You know, so you know one, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Very, very familiar with one. She 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 so, yeah makes a makes a weekly withdrawal from the ATM that is my wallet. I I know who you're talking about. Yeah, well, her <laughs> loss. You know. Uh, you know, uh, but the thing is, is that you know, I'm just saying. I'm trying. It, it's so easy to fall in a, in a slump of negativity and all that, especially with the world the way it is right now. But with these with these shows, some of them are wonderful to work with. Some of them, I don't like working with. Because if you really take pride in what you're doing and you're a mensch and you, you're, you're treating people good, that's a good thing. You know, I, yeah, have I, have I had to defend you? Yeah, I've had to defend you because you, you've kinda, you've kinda come, you have come under bad fire on things. You know, I'm you've been labeled, you, oh, you were labeled a racist by one guy. You were labeled to this. You were labeled to that. And, well, and I don't know what the, the racist. Is. I can guess who that one was. Yeah, you know who he is. I was hell. I was in a state recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, is that fuck him. You're not any of the above, or else I wouldn't talk to you if you were. Okay. Hey, look, I'll, I'll put it. I'll put it out there for anybody who wants to know me. Yes, I'm a conservative. Uh, I always called myself right of center. I believed in some some. Uh, liberal ideologies i believe majority in conservative ideologies in today's current climate that means i'm far right just because i slightly uh right of center means i'm far right i'm automatically a nazi you know so but oh here's, that's, here's, that's so ridiculous man you are not that's the thing that gets me you are not i'm nowhere near but that's any, that's any of the they, above if you any have a dissenting point of view to the to the popular masses right now you are you are right you are a, a nazi now here's the thing that i was going to point out i come from a family who came originated from germany my family is german i'm a pure-blooded german i was born in america but i'm a pure-blooded german which means right off the english. bat right english it's my first language um right off the bat it means that i take offense to the word nazi yeah but that's not. But that's not you. I know. There's that. a lot. There's a lot of nice crowds I met in my life. You're one of them. The thing is, is, the thing is, is that it's only it's only as bad as you let people affect you to. You know. I mean, you made a really interesting post one time, and it and it made people think, myself included. Which part? Chris did a post, and it had a picture of a little Japanese girl. Do you remember that? Yes. Yes. I, I can't didn't get think mad. that I found that, but that that uh, well, whatever he shared it. Yeah, he shared it. He shared a post of a little Japanese girl. You and I can't be mad at her for Pearl Harbor, right? You can't be mad at her for World War Two. So don't be mad at me because you assume that that my family owned a slave, because my dad was born in Poland. He came here in 1934, and there wasn't any slaves in Poland the last time I checked. Okay, and. It's just silly. But we, the, when you point, you you pointed out. Well, what about this? 
See, some people don't like it when the when the sword goes two ways. Mm-hmm. You know, and it is a two way street. Well, that that's and the I thing mean, that, that that's the thing that bothers me. If people who call me names, like you had, like you said, you had to defend my, defend me against them, and I appreciate that. I, I didn't care. I mean, what are they? They're not they're not putting dollars in my pocket or in, enriching my life. Right, but you the, know, they're like, oh, I think he, I think he's racist. I think he's this. Why do you think he's racist? Well, he did. A po- I don't know. I don't even know what post you did, but I do know it was one guy in in, in particular, in in Kansas City. You know, you you had an objective thing on what he had to say because he went on this little militant rant. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That's your right as an American to disagree. For you people, know, we're for people who are uh, who are trying to understand the conversation. It, what it was was a conversation about uh, the the Black Lives Matter movement. And how mm-hmm. I do not support the Black Lives Matter movement, not the ideology of, I, of Black Lives Matter. That I'm fine with, that, that you know, Black people, equality, that, that there's certain racisms in the world that do need to be ha- handled that are still alive today. I agree with that standpoint. The protests, which, by the way, have been uh, militarized by Antifa and turned from peaceful protests to looting and rioting, that's where I do not believe in the Black Lives Matter movement, where white people are kissing black people's boots and apologizing for things that they had nothing. Yeah, they're idiots. To people they're that idiots. ever had anything done. They're idiots. Those are the things I don't agree with. And when I expressed that point of view, I was marked as a racist. Okay, good. Let them call you that. No, you I don't know care. You're not. I don't and care. I, and I know you're not, too. I'm not kissing anybody's boots, not even my wife's. How about that, man? Look, I'm not doing. I'm not. I'm not bowing down to any deity, any person at all. I'll tell and you. I'll tell you straight out. On this show, I will tell you straight out. Unless you are paying me or fucking me, your opinion is invalid to me in any way, shape, or form. You can think of me whatever the hell you want. Exactly, and and that's it. I've had people look. I've had people slam me. You've heard people slam me. I don't care. And I, I don't heard me defend care. You. I don't care because you what? You've heard me defend you. Yeah, and I don't care if they like me or not. I'm not in a popularity contest, pal. I'm not. I, my thing is, John Lennon said something very interesting one time. He said, telling the truth won't get you a lot of friends, but it will get you the right friends. And, you and, know, and are, are there people, hold on, Chris, yeah. are there people I don't like in this world? Yeah. Are there people of different races I don't like? There's a lot of people of every, I'm an equal opportunity, angry person. Yeah. So uh, it doesn't matter if you're if you're black or yellow or white and you cut me off, I'm gonna flip you the bird. When you're when I'm driving down the road, if you cut me off, you're getting the bird. Okay. I mean, it, we call it the Italian salute. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> maybe 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 that's offensive. I don't care. The point is, is that most Italians wouldn't give a shit. <laughs> no, I know I know most a lot of them. Like my, my my buddies in Jersey, man, they don't give the point. You know the wise guys. But the point is, is that. You know, whenever I, I I had a conversation with a white supremacist one time, and I said, let me ask you something. I said, and he, he was a father just like you. He was this, this dude was an unapologetic white supremacist. I said, let me ask you something. I said, you have a child? He said, yeah. I said, and my child's going to grow up to be pure. I mean, he gave me his whole little fucking, you know, right. brainwash neo-Nazi stuff. I said, let me ask you something. If your child was shot or bleeding or very ill, and you took you took that child to the emergency room, and the only thing there was a black doctor. What would you do? He had nothing. See, this 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 racism shit is garbage, and it needs to be squashed. And people need to start examining the heart of the person. 
and not the damn skin color of the person. If you, once we examine the heart of the person, that's what matters most. If I had to, if I had to put, I have gotten more fights with people of my own race. How about that? I have gotten in for, fights with people of my own race, physical fights, and I've lost most of them. I'm not a tough guy, but the thing is, is that you know what? That's it. I mean, you know, and I asked that guy, "What about then?" And and he had nothing. And, and the thing is, is you know, there's going to be injustice. There's going to be bad shit. What happened to George Floyd was totally unexcusable. It was awful. And those guys are going to get theirs. But guess what? This has been going on before the current administration and climate, and it will go on after. That's this hard. shit. This shit's going to go on, pal. This happened. Look, back in the early 90s, Rodney King got attacked. Okay? Mm-hmm. I mean, I can list, you know what? There's, there's a, I remember a couple years ago, there was a little white kid who got tortured by some black kids, and it was, it was on YouTube. Do you remember that? Yeah, the one, uh, one that was uh, uh, the white kid was, uh, was a mentally disabled uh, kid yeah. who supported yeah. Trump, and they, they took him and tortured him and videotaped it on Facebook Live. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, riots break out over that. What happened there? His life mattered, too. What the hell happened to him? That, that, see, that's my point. That's my point. And, and I like what you said earlier because that's something I've always used to say a long, to, a long time ago is I'm an equal opportunity offender. I hate everybody equally. You know, I don't um, hate everybody. I'm just saying I don't care what you are. If you're a jerk, you're a jerk. I don't well, care what color you are. Well, understand, like the, the way I was brought up, I was brought up in a military family. I myself have been in the military. And then after the military, I was a professional wrestler. There's a reason I use those three examples for, for what I'm about to say here. In the military, you were taught that the person that's standing next to you is your brother. That person is going to save your life. So at the end of your training, by the end of boot camp, by the end of two months, you are no longer looking at the person next to you as white, black, Hispanic, gay, straight, Muslim, Christian, American. Jewish. No, they're your brother. They're the ones they're, that are going to pull your ass yeah. into or out of the foxhole when need be, and you're going to do the same for them. That's the family you see. Pro wrestling, completely different world, same mentality. Every single person in that locker room was my brother and sister. I don't give a shit what their skin color was, who they liked to fuck behind closed doors, you know, whether they had a PPR vagina or whatever else. They were my brothers and sisters. Oh. I wanted to keep them safe, and they wanted to keep me safe and put on a great show. That's the world I come from. So when you sit there, when people, and I'm, I am going to take a little offense to this here in, in, in this aspect when, with the rant, is I'm going to turn around and say, when you call me a racist, when you call me a sexist, or you call me a white supremacist, or you call me a Nazi, you're a fucking moron. It's a shortcut nope. to thinking because you have no idea the world I come from where those types of thought processes are not even in the equation. I judge people by the contents of their heart and the contents of their character, not by the color of their skin, not by what genitalia they have between their legs, not by what God they do or do not choose to worship. If you think me that way in any way, shape, or form, I will tell you straight out right now to each and every one of you, shut the fuck up because you have no argument. Good for you. See, doesn't it feel good to purge? It does. <laughs> I don't let, let her get known. Doesn't it feel good to purge? Maybe, I, maybe this was all meant to happen for a reason. <laughs> maybe no. I'm serious. I don't. I'm unapologetic, man. When it comes to things that I believe in, I'm not going to change my stance to make you feel better. I I am an American-born German descent. My best friend growing up. My best friend growing up was an immigrant Russian Jew. 
Okay. Well, here's the thing. If that is an oxymoron to everything they try to say about me. But here's the thing. I don't, okay, look, I don't get, I don't get wrapped up in, I don't care. How about this? I don't care who wins the election in November. I don't care. I don't. You know, I don't care who, I don't care who who wins the election. I I know who loses in that election. Everybody. Yeah, we do, man. I mean, if we don't get it together, the thing is, I don't care who wins the election because at the end of the day, Donald Trump is not paying my bills. Neither will be. And if Joe Biden gets elected, Joe Biden won't be paying my bills either. I have to take care of that. Yeah, I know. And And as far as the, I'm serious, man, as far as things happening in the world, Look, everybody has a right to protest, man. Everybody has a right to protest. You don't have a right to burn people's shit down and steal things just, just to be a jerk. And you cross the line. But you know what? It all works itself out. I was in Southern California when Rodney King happened. Rioting is nothing new. But it doesn't go on for years and years and years. It ends up dying out. Things have a way of working themselves out. My main concern, my main concern is I'm in the entertainment field. I'm try, I work with you and countless god knows how many other people and i try to make money to take care of myself and that's it do you want to know why i do what i do do you want to know a secret i've never told anybody this you want to know why good okay i didn't get a chance to say goodbye to my mom when she died i didn't get a chance to say goodbye to my brother when he died my father died, you know, I got to say goodbye to him and he died. So that's the only person, but that was it. Right. I don't, I do this because my mom was an amazing woman. My brother was a sweet guy before things got, before drugs came into his life. I do this because they were people of goodwill. And this is the only way I can carry on their legacy. That's the only reason that, and, and I mean, money comes and goes, but this is why I do it. I I book people on shows sometimes. I don't get nothing, not even a thank you. But the thing is, it's my it's a way of honoring them, and it also it also gets me out of my depression of thinking about them. That's why I do it, Chris. It's not think about it. You know, people have asked me, Jesus, how do you? And I have been very lucky in my life to meet a lot of great people, a lot of great people. And the thing is, is that that's why I do it to carry on my mom's spirit. I I uh, recently joined a facebook page i'm losing my voice this is this is i've done so many calls today i recently did a joined a facebook page and it's called i grew up in chill vista which is a town i grew up in okay and scott hopkins told me to go on there and i shared a picture of my mom last week told her story the woman the, the daughter of the woman that used to babysit my mom contacted me today oh wow Trip out on that, man. She's 70 years old. She said, "Your my mother used to babysit your mother. I'm going to talk to her next week. That is the weirdest thing on earth. I, I can't wait to speak to this woman. That's all. And, you know, it's stuff like that that makes me feel good. And, and I don't, you know, I, 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 I have to keep on their legacy. And I wish to God I could go back in time. I would trade all my tomorrows for just a week with my mom and my brother and my dad. But they can't. And, you know, every, I've, I've been put through the ringer and, but I, that's why I do this, man. I do it to share their legacy. I don't have kids like you do. I don't have anything except this. I live for this, man. I wake up thinking about this. I go to bed thinking about this. I'm plotting my next day. 
and the stories that all these people tell that I put on shows like yours, that's, it's amazing, man. I mean, you could talk to someone like Charlie Marie, who's in her twenties, just starting out or some old person like Jack, who's been around since before you and I were born. That's freaking cool, dude. That's why I enjoy doing it. And uh, speaking of, speaking of, uh, as a side note, uh, Jack O'Halloran, Halloran, uh, uh, reminds me because he was non in Superman, uh, yeah. Superman too. Uh, Jen and I have been uh, recently going through the, uh, the the Lois and Clark, the New Adventures of Superman TV series. He, he wasn't TV. on it. He was uh, not not non. No, uh, Larry Hankin. I oh, Larry's been in every, Larry's been in everything. I forgot. They, he they should that. they should make a they should make a trivia game called what what was Larry not in? That's what they should do. We were watching the episode. It was like uh, one o'clock in the morning, and huh. I'm looking at the guy and I'm listening to the voice. I'm like. That's fucking Larry, isn't it? And she's looking it up on IMDb. <laughs> Holy shit, yeah, well, it is. <laughs> probably, probably, probably was. Larry's it was. been in everything. Yeah, I, I, for, I, I, don't, I don't think about that. But, I mean, you know, um, a few months ago, I was watching Planes, Trains, and Automobiles one night. You know, great old movie from the 80s with Steve Martin and John Candy. Right. And Larry was in that. Larry's just, he's a dream and actor. <laughs> so I was laughing my ass. I was like, I got to give him hell about that. I didn't even know he was in Lois and Clark. You know, he probably, he probably, you know, he may not even remember doing it. You got to remember, this is a dude that works so much. I'm serious, Chris. He works so much. He can't remember all that. Or if he did it, it may have been like, oh, yeah, I'm kind of quasi remember it. He, he's one of those journeyman actors that goes from job to job. It's so, just so, amazing so how many things he's in that sometimes you just sit there watching a show for the sake no of No one looks the like show. that. Yeah. <laughs> you're watching a show nobody nobody watch. nobody looks like larry he's the, there's only one larry i mean i know a lot of people like him i love character actors there are people like that that are um i know one character actor i'll tell you off the air i don't want to say his name because he hasn't been on your show yet right. this guy's been in a million things he could walk right by you on the street you wouldn't you'd never know him because he always plays creatures and characters and stuff i ever tell you about the time i got uh, cursed out by bruce willis no yeah, that was that was my brush with uh, Hollywood celebrity. Was uh, you remember you remember back in the nineties, uh, Six Sense was filmed out here in Philadelphia. I didn't know that. Okay. And uh, I was one of those punk teenagers in high school, cutting school down in uh, South Philly, and uh, headphones on, you know, disc man in my pocket, jamming some Metallica or Nine Inch Nails at the time, you know, and and not paying attention, looking at my feet as I'm walking. And I bump into this dude who knocked me on my ass. You know what I mean? Okay. And I look up at him. He just like he just uh, says, watch where you're going, asshole, and walks on. And I'm like, what a fucking jerk. And I get up, brush myself off, and I continue to walk, and I stop and just had a realization. I look back around. It was fucking Bruce Willis. Okay. That's pretty well. <laughs> yeah. I got I got a, you know, I, me and me and. Whoa, I think we lost Steve. Yes, we did. Uh, guys. Bear with me a moment. Let me see if we can get Steve back in. Uh, while we do so, um, I will stop the recording and start a new one. So thanks for joining, and we'll be right back. Okay. All right, recording as soon as it says yes. Okay. Hey, sorry about that. We are back. We had a little technical difficulty. We have Mr. Steve Joyner back, and he's about to tell me about the time he got cursed out by Walter Brimley. Yes, Wolf, Wolford Brimley, the old man. The, I don't want. I don't want to tell the story. He, oh. he, he just got. It's a long story. It's tedious. He just got pissed off at me and another guy. It was funny. You no, know, at, at an autograph show. 
but, but you know, to come back to come back to something that you were saying before about why you do what you do, it's kind of funny that you, how how similar you and I are, uh, in the sense that all the years that I did in in music and in wrestling and even in podcasting, and you know this, Steve, is I I'm very conscious about charitable. I always mm-hmm. want to try to help people in some way, mm-hmm. shape, or form. And I I vol- I've volunteered my time. I've volunteered my time numerous times for like the uh, Colorado School for the Blind and for uh, Toys for Tots and you know uh, the Salvation Army. A lot of places, uh, whether it was in music, whether it was in wrestling, whether it's now in podcasting. You know, I've always volunteered my time in any way, shape, or form that I can use what little talent I have in life to help others, and I do so. And that that stems back from my upbringing. And uh, for those who don't know, my father died when I was six months old. I don't know my father's side of the family. I don't even really know my father. My mother was in the Coast Guard. She was one of the first females to be aboard an icebreaker uh, out in the Antarctica, Antarctica. So I was raised by my grandparents, mainly my uh, grandmother and grandfather. My grandfather was a dedicated man with sort of 26 years in the armed forces, followed by 28 years as a Philadelphia uh, uh, deputy sheriff. And during that time, he also ran a youth organization known as the United States Naval Sea Cadet Corps. And he I was in the Sea Cadets. Were you? Yes. He ran the Philadelphia division. I'll tell you a story, but go ahead when you're done, but I'll tell you my story about the Sea Cadets. Now that's funny. My grandfather, my grandfather's main quote, and I, I could quote this, my, his main reason for doing the CQS, besides his love for the military, was being able to take kids ages 13 to 18, get them off the streets, and teach them something that would help them further in the future, whether it was in the military or gave them skills for the outside world as adults when they grew up anyway. But it got them off the streets, out of troubles, away from gangs, and gave them a skill and a future. That was his quote. It was something he loved doing with the Sea Cadets. And I've taken that with me and used it in, a way, in, in ways that I was able to translate in a sense of like, you know, the, the forms of entertainment that I've tried to, to, to have a career in. So, you know, it's very funny that you mentioned that you do this for the legacy of your family. I do this out of the legacy of what my grandfather built. Very cool. I see your little one right behind you. Yeah, that's my little one right there. Come on into the camera. Say hi to everybody. That's Brandon. <laughs> He's not going to be able to hear anybody, obviously, but that's that's the 10-year-old. That's the sweet boy that I talked about. Hi, Brandon. Did you get the pony I sent you last year? Matt. <laughs> <laughs> you tell him that. He's going to listen to this show later. He's going to hear about that pony. He'll be like, Dad, what happened to the pony? I'm going to have to tell him we put it to the cat. <laughs> no, no. I, I uh, when I was in junior, man, the sea cadets. Yeah, so I got in this. Okay, this is my sea cadet. I've never told this to anybody. You're. This is an exclusive weird story. There you go. Good. I see Jen's sneaking around back there, looking at your stuff, <laughs> trying to find where you hid the. Okay, okay. No, so I was in junior high, and uh, I, I, I there's I was seventh grade, and there was this girl, man. I was nuts over this girl. I was insane over this girl. And then one day she smiled at me, and I was like, okay, I have a chance. I was like Lloyd Christmas, you know. Right. And the thing is, is that I, I ended up becoming friends with this girl. I thought I had I would have no chance with whatsoever. And she said, hey, would you like to go out? I'm like. What is it, Sadie Hawkins Day? Yeah, are you kidding? I was, you know, it was the greatest. She said, "Well, I'm in, I'm in a thing called the Sea Cadets." She said, "Would you like to come?" I said, "Sure." I know what the hell it meant. It was at the at the, the, the naval station in, in in National City, California. Right. So I go down there, and I figured, look, I could see this girl every Tuesday if I play my cards right. 
So I join up. <laughs> Boy, what a mistake. Oh, you joined for a girl. <laughs> I joined for a girl, man. I got a I got a goofy haircut, wore goofy clothes, the whole shebang, just to be part of this group to see this girl. Now here's the thing, I never got a chance to really see her, and I'll tell you why. Number one, she was like a higher ranking sea cadet. Mm-hmm. So I was like a like the newbie, so the newbies couldn't hang out with the higher ranking one. There's number one, number two. They had a boot camp thing called One August, where you had to go through the boot camp stuff. Mm-hmm. Man, I got deuce. So, yep. looking back, thirty some odd years later, I think this girl was a plant. I think her main job at my school, besides being a student there, was to sucker people like me into joining. I think that's what's going on. Over uh... there she was a recruiter I th- <laughs> yeah i think she was a i think she got brownie points or whatever it was i mean i'm not downing it but I, dude i drop I, I dropped out of the sea cadets quicker than you can think you know and i, I you know i can't say I? I can't say if that's a normal uh, operating procedure for the sea cadets i don't have a memory of my grandfather ever using a tactic. i don't think your that. grandfather used that tactic but i'm saying this was yeah. in, you know the, this was a different time and I think that I think this girl, you know, suckered me into doing it because girls, as you know, you're married, or I mean, excuse me, you're, are you married actually? Or yeah, you're right. No, no, huh? engaged, but yeah. Okay, engaged. Well, women can make you do stupid things, man. So uh, I think that she she suckered me into into doing this, and 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 I got duped. You know, nothing ever became of our quote relationship, and I got stuck with a crew cut and wearing dungarees for a month. Screw that. <laughs> so that's exactly that's how that's how women will get you or, or no but i think that was her i don't know or maybe she thought i could be you know i don't know what happened but nothing ever became of it and i felt like a total idiot for a long time after that so so, so where's what you i learned the i didn't oh, i you, didn't do yeah. one august no no i was in there like you know their new thing and they're like okay you know you're gonna go to one august and and then when you boys are older and you girls are older you can join the navy and you'll become an e3 and Get all this money for you know the lies that they well I don't know I mean the lies well, whatever I, I, okay well the point is is that I'm just bitter you know right. so I I I don't know what whatever but no nah, I never I never I never went full sea cadet but I did go through the initial grooming for it right I had to wear the you know the little outfit and shit and I had to get the hair like I said I I was I was an idiot man for doing that <laughs> but. See, That's I what up, happens. Sometimes. I grew up in it. I had no choice. Before before becoming a sea cadet, I was a mascot. My grandfather would dress me in, in You're a mascot. Tractor. What were you? I, I was. I was a mascot. I was dressed in I was <laughs> in a uniform. I wore the cracker jacket and all that. As a young kid, I would run around during their Friday night drills and everything else and, and you know, take part in the annual inspection and everything. But I wasn't an official sea cadet. I was the Philadelphia division mascot because I wasn't really? a sea cadet until I became old enough to be a sea cadet. And when I finally officially became one, I went to boot camp in Cape May, uh, the Coast Guard uh, Coast Guard training base out in Cape May. Yeah. And yeah. I was in there until I was 18 years old. I, uh, I came out of it as an E7. And when I went into boot camp uh, for the Navy, I automatically went in as an E3 because I achieved that. Uh, that okay, rank. so I, that's yeah. all true then. That really yeah. happens. I yeah. thought they were just screwing with us. No, that, that, that actually happens. Wow. Well. I became an E nothing. I didn't even get into secrets. I, I mean, I, I'm, 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 I, I can't even really. I can't. I should digress. I shouldn't say I was a C cadet. I, I, I didn't even fully do it. So, 
don't accuse me of stolen valor. I'm sure I'm going to get someone for that. Oh, he stole <laughs> valor. He claimed to be in the Sea Cadets. Bastard. I don't know if the sea, claiming to be in the Sea Cadets is the same as claiming I think claiming that you were in a Sea Cadets is about the equivalent of claiming you were a Boy Scout or a Girl Scout. I don't, I don't really think that's like stolen valor. <laughs> it just makes you kind I'm of... Being, I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> I'm just saying that's, that's how easy it is to fence, offend somebody. <laughs> no. Somebody will hear this later on and, we'll, and, and I'll, I'll, I will have offended somebody. It's just funny that, to talk about the Sea Cadets because since my grandfather died, you know, it's funny because I have contacted other divisions. The Philadelphia Division, unfortunately, and the Pennsylvania Division have folded since my grandfather's death. Uh, yeah, I don't even know if they're – you know, dude, I don't even know if they have them in San Diego. I'm not joking. I Actually, it's a good question. I don't know. I know there's a, a division here in, in, in Pennsylvania right now close by to me known as the uh, Liberty Bell Squadron, which used okay. to be run by uh, Lieutenant Commander Bierbach. And I actually got in contact with him. And, That's cool. And, uh, you know, because he was a friend of my grandfather's and, and all, and, and competitive rivals because of the annual inspection. The Philadelphia Division won the uh, – the, the Sea Cadet annual inspection like seven years in a row. Uh, we were one of the most decorated divisions. So it was heartbreaking to see it go. That was my grandfather's legacy. Mm-hmm. I was actually curious about resurrecting the Philadelphia division at one point in my life just because of my grandfather's legacy, which is, I guess, kind of why I talked to Lieutenant Commander Bierbach, who now retired. Um, but it, it was probably, gotta be an, He's got to be an old dude, didn't he? He, he's up. He's up there in years. Yeah, he 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 gave it up. He passed it on to a. a like how how old would you guess? I, I would say at least mid sixties, at minimum mid sixties. Is he? Is he got all his faculties? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. He's still he's still uh-huh. sharp as a tack. I was yeah. going to suggest Jedi, Jedi mind tricks on him, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. my grandfather told me when I was forty three to come to you. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind, never mind. See, I just offended somebody right there. You know, I just, I just offended right there. For. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, I saw, I signed up for an Alzheimer's walk one time and I actually forgot what day it was. And I missed the walk. Oh, God. That's a hard. That's not a joke. That's, that's serious. Joke. I, I really actually signed up for an Alzheimer's walk. I'm not, I'm, I'm not lying. I was in my 20s and. It was on a certain day, and I forgot what day it was. They're like, you know, where are you? I said, oh, I'm at home. Why? What day is it? Oh, oh I forgot. Not the thing you want to say. I mean, my, my grandmother had dementia. Dementia is pretty scary shit, man, when you can't remember anything. Although there are days I wish I could remember everything. But it is scary, dude. It's no joke. It's no joke. But I probably offended somebody by making a joke about Commander Beerbacker. Well, no, I'm, I'm sure you haven't. I'm just... You know, it's funny to me that the, the cadet is the, the, the cadet division is still around, especially because like with the way kids seem to be today, mm-hmm. I imagine it's got to be hard for them to find, you know, uh, participants, people to be involved in it. Kids, you know, teenagers wanting to be involved in it and, and pick up those skills and trades. I loved it. I loved my experience with the cadets. Well, then why don't you? Why don't you leave? Why don't you do what you were just talking about doing then? As long as you know, why don't you do it? I'm no, I'm no commander. I can't run a division. My grandfather devoted his life. You can run an online radio network. You can't run a bunch. Take care of a bunch of little kids and stuff. And my hair's turning gray from that. My grandfather used to. Your hair's. I see you right now. Your hair's not turning gray. Don't be all dramatic. (laughs) The beard beard is. But uh. Oh well, that's normal. But uh, my grandfather. I remember vividly. My grandfather would wake up in the morning at about six a.m. 
you know. I'll say on a Saturday because of the, the other days, obviously, it's because he was going to work as a deputy mm-hmm. sheriff. But on Saturdays, I remember he would get up, get a cup of coffee, pull over a typewriter that he had next to the, 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 the uh, kitchen table. And he mm-hmm. would start typing out records and making phone calls by 7 a.m. to set up trainings and, and, and uh, making sure that everybody paid their dues or what uniforms needed to be ordered or, you know, this, that, or the other, like everything under the sun. He would go until he would go to bed at about 10, 11 o'clock that night. I would have dug your grandfather. I could have totally hung out with that guy because that's like me in the morning. I wake up at 5 and I'm on the phone by 7. <laughs> yeah, grand grandfather sounded like he was too cool for school, man. I swear to God, I, I I have made so many calls. By the end of the day, my voice sounds like it does right now. You know, I'm not joking. Yeah, yeah, grandfather. See, they don't make people like that anymore. That's it, you know. And and I, I imagine that's got to be. I don't know if that's the standard, but to me, that's got to be the standard. You know, to run a division, especially a successful division, that's with so many uh, cadets and. And, and other officers and everything, you've got to put that time and effort into it. That he, every waking moment that wasn't devoted to work was devoted to the sea cadets. Like he had a room in our house that was supposed to be a bedroom. It was filled with record boxes of all service, sea cadet service records and training re, uh, records and everything like boxes of it stacked from floor to ceiling that he would have me go in and find a box for him when he needed a file from something or other. Like, obviously that might be a little easier now, thanks to computer technology. But back in the day, he had a whole room devoted to the C cadet division. Yeah. But grandfather didn't have to worry about a damn computer system crashing. He had that. Shit. True. True. <laughs> Think about that. Think about that, man. Ain't no, ain't no worry there. It was written. I mean, that's the type of thing right there, man. They don't make, they don't make, people like that jack and your grandfather they're, they're products of a, of a of an interesting generation my dad is i include him in that but you know you, you know you you could do that i mean you're 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 a leader so i don't know, you know if i'm going to shave the beard and get the goofy hair. well i already have the goofy hair. you got the haircuts don't worry about that no, no they probably <laughs> but no what i'm saying is is that, you know you're, you're still a young man i'm still quasi young we have our whole life ahead of us and we could do whatever we want I'm serious about this. You're a lot better off now than you were, I'd say, 10 years ago. Is that fair to say? Sure. Yeah, we'll say that. You're not with Satan anymore. True. Well, I won't get rid of her until. Uh, what, 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 no, you're you're not living. You have 2028. Okay, but you have you have you have someone that cares about you as opposed to before. True. True. That's true. Okay, so look at it like that. You, you know, you, you've done so much in the last, I don't know how long I've known you, you know, but you've done a lot with me. You've collaborated with me. And part of the, you know what I used to hear from podcasters, Chris, is, and you just mentioned it a while ago about seeing Larry Hankin on, on Lois and Clark. Right. You'd be like, Steve, I, I've seen these people and I tell my friends, I talk to that dude. I interviewed that guy. I know that guy. You look at everything a little bit differently after that when you see them. You'll never watch certain movies or TV shows again after talking to them because you know what they're like in real life and it's cool. And, you know, so, I mean, you're going to hook up with uh, our guy in Florida and that's freaking cool. And, and, and you're going to be, you know, realm of the mist is going to be bigger than it was the first go around. Maybe you have, maybe the old cliche is true. You have to go through a lot of hell before you find heaven. You had to be with your wife before you found Jen. You had to go through all these dickhead pod 
podcast shows before you found the right fit with our guy in Florida. Do you understand what I'm saying? Right. Maybe you had to go through all this and, and thank God you went through all this before you're 50. So you're not bitter. You know, I mean, that's well, I'm bitter. <laughs> oh, no, no, you're not. Because at the beginning of this, we we're talking, you said, look, I'm happy for Mark. And that, that means a lot because if you didn't like Mark, I know you would say, I don't like Mark. I know you, you would be like, ah, screw it. You know what? You know what? It's funny. It's funny for, for all the shit I catch. And this is the God's honest truth for all, for the shit I catch for, for, for points of view, like, like we talked about earlier, not to, not to regress, but talking mm -hmm. about earlier with people saying that I was a racist or whatever. And else I know who you're talking about. Mm -hmm. I still don't hate them. I still don't hate them. I think they're, I think they're, retarded. I don't, I think they're retarded and dominate. They have too many. Short well, I don't, I don't but hate I don't them either hate them I, as people. You know, I don't hate anybody. I really don't. I don't even I don't, hate my ex-wife. Well, I seriously I, dislike her. Well, I wouldn't blame me if you did because she, <laughs> no, I wouldn't blame you if you did. But here's the thing. It takes a lot of energy to hate somebody. I, I'm more of the, I'm disappointed type guy. You know, my friend in, in Kansas City, exactly I'm disappointed in him. I'm disappointed in some folks, but here's the thing. you got to move forward. The people that were supposed to be on this show tonight, Michael Glenn Moore, Anthony Bose, Kim. Um, who else? Who else was <laughs> no, who else, who else was supposed to be on? No, no. Who else was supposed to be here? Kim, who else? Uh, don't remember. Okay. I, I, I know Kim. I know they're, Kim. And they're, all, they're all, they're all, they're all wonderful people, but life happens. Yep. And they're not here with us tonight, but they're here with us in spirit. Next time they'll be with you and I won't. And that's it. Well, but they might be here without me. You never know. No, <laughs> no, no. Seem, but what I'm saying I is Michael, 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 Michael Glenn Moore is, an ama is a great guy. Kim is an amazing no, woman. he really is. Kim, Kim had to go through hell, you know, with, with, with Jen before she broke out on her own. So, you know, I mean... Hey, you know what? I know I know Michael Glenmore is going to be listening to this show, so I want to I want to. I, I love Michael. He, I, Michael's one of the nicest dudes I know, man. I, I want to I want to address something he said. Uh, address something he said earlier about who was going to be on and how he was going to have me uh, host uh, mm -hmm. tonight because uh, and that he would just, maybe depending on how many people he had, he would record, but he just wouldn't participate because mm -hmm. he he doesn't feel like he's witty or funny. He says he he's a dull guy, dude. You know what, Alex? Uh, let me let me. I'm going to address this. I'm going to address this publicly, because I'm an asshole. Um, Mike, dude. First off, you're a killer, cool ass guy. All right. I'm looking directly into the uh, the, the the camera, so I'm looking at you as you're watching this video. I think you're a cool ass guy. I think you're very informed. And what, are we live? Live? Are we taped? No, we're taped. He'll be watching this when it releases. Um. I think you're very. Wait, he's gonna see you. He's gonna hold on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's gonna see you. Like yeah. he's gonna physically, because you can't see me, but he's gonna see you, right? Right. Okay. You've had a booger right there for the last hour. Excellent. You have a snot right there. Yeah. No, you still keep going. No, just, you, I, you, no go I, ahead. I'm sorry. We're good. I'm joking. Oh. Go ahead. No, go. Sorry. Go <laughs> ahead. I I think you're I think you're an intelligent man. I think you're a well informed man. You are very well versed in, in speaking. You don't do the stuttering like I've been doing all night. Just because you don't have the, the uh, for lack of a better term here, the quick wit for humor, guess what? Costello needed Abbott. Moe and Larry needed Curly. Just because you're not the, the, the quote-unquote funny man doesn't mean you can't be the straight man in the funny man group. 
you're still needed. You're still appreciated. And regardless of the topic of conversation, you were always more than welcome to give your points of view into it, regardless if it's a serious or a silly situation. Never, Michael, think, never think just because you may not be as comically inclined as some others that you would not be as good of a fit as somebody else on the show. That's my two cents. Michael plays on his strengths. Michael's a very, very nice guy. I like Michael a lot, man. Michael's – dude, Michael's the man. And I, I like Anthony. I like him. I like Andy. They're all good people, man. That's, that's why we, we have our clique and our group with people like that. That's why the guy who labeled you names is not in our group. That's why Jen in Florida is not in the group. I have no apologies for that. I don't want to hang out with people that drag me down. I and, remember and I just, said I don't hate anybody. I also don't hold any. Uh, I also don't hold any loyalties to our, towards them either. Jen's, well, there you not, go. Jen's not in the group because we none of us would fuck her. No, she's she she's not in there because she, no, she's not in it because she no, and I don't no, I don't even give that much credit. She's not in there because a she verbally abused Kim, a sweet woman, and I I won't stand for it. B she she acted unprofessional with some people I know, mm -hmm. and C she has she doesn't enrich the group at all. That's what it boils down to. Everybody does their thing, Michael you all carry the flag and she's all for herself. So it's a sorting out process and she didn't make the cut. You know, here, here's some turtle wax. Thanks for playing. You know, that's it. We are, we are, you know, I'm serious about this. I'm not trying to be funny, man. I'm serious. Oh. I won't, I don't need 10,000 people. I need six or seven really good people to do what you, you know, I don't, I don't, I mean, I, I don't hear a lot of people thanking me. It doesn't matter at this point because I know what I did at the end of the day. When you know what you did, Michael does an amazing show. Michael, Kim, they're all good people. People are supposed to be on the show or not on it because of other reasons tonight. But, you know, I when they hear this, I'm expressing my gratitude to them and you for all you guys and gals do. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the moment here to, to give, give you some gratitude myself here. And I'm going to speak on behalf of many of the other people that we're discussing, although they could speak for themselves, I'm not vouching for them. But what I'm saying <laughs> is that in this, in this aspect uh, of what I'm about to say, uh, I think they can agree with. I, I, think, I think they would agree that I would speak for them in this aspect. Of course we thank Steve. A lot of us, our shows, especially with the special guests that we have, uh, the interconnections that we have, the, the networking that we were able to do between each other in our shows, Roman misses connection to to in a city like yours or one non blonde or or uh, try oh, freaking not awesome podcast. Try not to laugh. Yeah, if not uh, freaking awesome podcast, none of those things would exist. Breaking the fourth wall would still be a shitty movie review podcast had not been for Steve Joyner. It, it, no, uh, no, 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 I, no, dude! I can't claim full thing for that. You're the one that interviewed these people, not me. I don't interview people. You brought them to me. Yeah, but you interviewed him. You could have been like a like and Chris Foley on Saturday Night, you know. <laughs> and here, here's an irony for you. Here, here's the true irony: the asshole who called me a racist that you had to defend me against mm -hmm. is the guy who brought me to you. <laughs> is that how that worked? No, hold on. Is that how that worked? That's how. That's how you and I no, met. No, 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 no. You're wrong. It was not him. 
how was it not him? I ran an ad and I talked to you and Mark and Ray. That's what happened. It wasn't him. No, it was through him. Are we you sure? Out, yeah, we found me, Mark, and Ray found out about you through. through I'm sorry, almost slipped through him. Through him. Uh huh. Is that when did this? How long have we? Wow, when? How long? I don't remember. Literally, I'm losing track of quite time. a while. A, a couple of years. Has ago. it been a year? No, no, it, it hasn't it's been a year. Has it? It's been close to two years now. It really has. Are, are you serious? I I'm no. Serious. Are you sure? I didn't know yeah. him two years ago. No, wow. yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, if you give me a moment, I'll dig through here to find the uh, first uh, breaking the fourth wall interview. I'm curious who that was. Who was the first? It's probably Jack. <laughs> no, no, no. It wasn't, it wasn't Jack. Jack. My first one. The first one I did. Because remember, yeah. at the time, I was having Ray kind of share the duties. Yeah, yeah, first, yeah, yeah, yeah. The first one I legitimately did that I remember, at least that I remember, was Marilyn Gigliani. Uh, really? Okay. Because I begged, I begged for her because I was a huge Clerks fan. Yeah, that's right, man. I remember, okay, uh, Lisa Wilcox, you're like, oh, that's me, man. I, 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 and then, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. I, oh, wow. Okay, well, you know, okay, so some good came out of it. I, I don't know. I mean, I, wow, it's weird. I, didn't, I can't remember the genesis of everything, you know? Oh, yeah. So but, let me see if I can find the first. Oh, I don't, I mean, that's cool to know. I don't need to, I mean, that's, that's interesting to know that, though. You know, the, hmm. What's down here so I don't. Uh, that's, that's a trip. So, WPS guys, 65 was up. Uh, oh, our first interview for, for SJ Network. Was released on September twentieth, twenty nineteen. Okay, so it, that wasn't, okay. it wasn't it wasn't two years ago, but it's still a while ago. And the first ever person interviewed on Breaking the Fourth Wall through SJ Network was mm -hmm. Bill Foster. Wow, Bill! <laughs> he was interviewed by Ray. Bill Foster. Wow, that's I still I just talked to Bill this morning. I still do stuff. Bill's been with me a couple of years now. That was episode sixty-five of Breaking the Fourth yeah, Wall, and of course yeah. you're on episode one thirty now. Yeah, and you recently had you recently had Bill back, and Bill's a you do. Oh, can I say what he is or no? Yeah, good. Oh, no, but, oh you tell who working, he is. We're we're still working. We're still working on it. He's got a well, he's he, he's got a presence. To be, he is going to be our first official sponsor in Realm of the Mist Entertainment. Yes. That's right. The man's a national treasure. Yeah, that's cool. That's interesting. I, I didn't build. Huh. Yeah, I think, I, I mean, that's last summer, dude, but I, I, my, I, so much has happened to me since then. Oh, yeah, so, so it's been about a year. It felt like it was longer because of, I guess, because next, of how many, next how month. many interviews we've no. no, not next month, but they're close. You know, Very close you know where I'm going with this. Yes. Away from it. Yeah. That's fantastic news, man. That's really good news. So, you know, like I was, like I was saying, None of this would have been possible at all without Steve's tireless dedication to finding uh, finding podcasters who were willing to sit down with the with the guests and talent and finding the guests and talent for us to even interview or be able to associate with and yeah, then cross promoting uh, cross promoting uh, podcasts with podcasts with podcasts and Steve mm -hmm. would be the first one to tell you he, he doesn't really know much about the podcasting world. But he's got it figured out about networking. 
And in every networking, way, yes. a lot of us owe a lot to Steve Joyner. So from the bottom of my heart, man, even if I don't say it on every episode, man, thank you. You're welcome. No, I, I, that's, yeah, you're very welcome. I don't know the technical aspect of what you guys do. Like this is Zoom. This is a new thing you kids use nowadays, I guess. I don't know. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it works. But that's, that's cool. Bill Foster, man. Billy, that's, that's, I'm gonna, I may go see him. I can't talk about it right now, but that's cool. All right. Well, that's, it's been, it's been, it's been real, man. Thank you for having me on the coast to coast power hour. I probably won't be doing this again anytime soon. The views and expression. Well, I, I, cause this show, I, I thought of it for you guys to promote each other. That's the main reason. And, and it's really a show for hosts to talk to other hosts, not for, for this behind the scenes guy to be on, you know I mean? And, and rotate it, but you know, that's this was fun though we, we we you know we talked some shit we had some laughs we had a, found out new stuff about each other you know see cadet hey go figure that one <laughs> uh you know uh, i mean uh and, that was definitely uh, not uh, something you thought about in the first when you were like man i'm gonna be on the show tonight i wonder what we're gonna talk about see cadets was the furthest thing from your mind wasn't it <laughs> oh yeah i mean you brought you brought back childhood trauma there buddy you know, I, I should i should I remember her name. I should hunt her down on Facebook. She's probably, no, my luck. She's not all big. She's probably all hot and smoking and shit. And like, ah, find her, hurting. find her and send her my way. I want to interview her on fourth wall. No I, freaking way. No, my I way. will I'm find out if she was a plant. No. <laughs> she probably, no, that's creepy. Now that's a little creepy. What if I do something? That'd be, that'd, be, that'd be a creeper right there. Hey, I knew you in the seventh grade. That That's a creeper right there to do that. But did that real quick? before I sign off here. Sure, sure. I did. I, I had my own talk show. I was a talk show host at one time. It was called Curtain Call. Do you know about that? Yeah, yeah. I think you told me a little bit about it, but please. Yeah, I was on DDV Radio out of New Jersey, man. I had my own talk show, and I would interview Jack and people I know, Eddie Dees and other folks. And uh, I remember I, I was married. I was married when I was 21 years old, and I was married for nine days. Okay, you mean no, I'm serious. I married a girl back then, and and hold on, I just got mail. You've got mail. Hey, teeny doo Publishers Clearinghouse. All my troubles are over. Anyway, yay! So, the man still owes me twenty-five million. Who's dead? I don't care. Dead. I don't care he's dead. Paying. Where's my check? <laughs> and McMahon died. I don't. Even, I don't even think they used him as a pitch man. But I was gonna. I was gonna invite this woman on my show, just for the sake of asking her, like you know, why her life went bad. <laughs> I was gonna use my show as a platform, but oh. I'm, glad, I'm glad I didn't do that. Oh man. Well, I mean, it's no worse than me having a. Uh, uh, no, I was literally gonna use it. I was gonna. I was gonna like, yeah, let's talk about good days and how we knew each other before I became this and before you became you. And then I was gonna oh. go on her and ask, ask her like, and that was I stole that from Andy Coffin, the old comedian. Andy had a talk show where he invited the sex girlfriend on just just lab based her. I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad I didn't do that. But That's listen, this is. Yeah, you would do that. That's a funny thing. <laughs> But we're not going to do that because we're, no. we're, we're, we're progressive people. We're, we're forward thinking. We're not, can't go forward yeah, looking back. Hey, I'm, I'm all about the entertainment. If somebody's going to be entertained by it, I'll do it. And quite honestly, 
thinking about some of my ex-girlfriends doing something like that, I would definitely be entertained. Yeah, but <laughs> it, 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 it just looks petty. I mean, look, dude, you're talking to people that won Emmy Awards and shit. You don't want to interview your ex-girlfriend just to lambaste her and be like, yeah, why, you know, why'd you do that to me all those years ago? Because look how better your life is now. No, nah, you know, just, you're just, right. you're right. You gotta, if you gotta hit, hit talk to your ex-girlfriend, start to subscribe to the channel and, you know, Patreon. But <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you, you, you want to know what I'm doing with my life? Well, for a dollar a month, you could hear for yourself. Exactly. <laughs> you may, you may be mentioned there, Tiffany or whatever your name is. I mean, <laughs> that's the way to go, I think. <laughs> Keep them in suspense, you know? <laughs> Can't do that. But, no, I mean, because a dollar a month she would pay on Patreon would come out of my child support. Yeah, that kind of contradicts everything. You're, yeah. yeah, you're not supposed. To, anyway, but no, this is this has been fun. And Chris, thank you for everything you do. And oh, and I hope I I don't I don't know who's gonna hear this and what they're gonna think of it. But we're not we're not bad people. We're just trying to survive this this island Earth. Is all we're trying to do. That's a classic sci-fi movie right there. Yeah, you know the movie. I was hoping you knew. Uh, yeah. yeah, Mystery Science Theater of the Thousand, buddy. I'm That's you, it. But, I also remembered uh, through Explorers because they, uh, if you remember the old uh, 80s buddy movie Explorers where they made a spaceship, they flew the spaceship through the drive in theater. I know, I know that movie very well. Island Earth on it right there. Yeah. <laughs> River Phoenix's first movie, you were that? Mm hmm. <laughs> young, young, uh, young, um, young life lost a lot way too no, soon. No, no, there's another person in there too that was very famous. Uh, Ricardo, Ethan Hawke, right? Ethan Hawke, oh, Picardo. Oh, Ethan Hawke, oh. Ethan, Ethan Hawke, and uh, and uh, River Phoenix. I don't remember and the third kid's name. There was an, yeah, that was a very cool flick. I mean, that, that they were, yeah, that was that's pretty cool. I dug that. That's a cold classic. I don't think that gets as much love in the. I, I agree with you. Explorers was good. I mean, this is the type. Here's my suggestion as far as you're, you want to do 80s, uh, like fun movies like Goonies and so on. Get Scotty on that. Have Scotty come on, man. I mean, he knew the majority of the people that were in those flicks. I think we have to get Kristen DeBell on it, too, just because, you know, meatballs, I think, classic. No, that's, that was one and done, though, for her. And she was, like, 18 at the time. But still, I mean, you could if you want. But still, I mean, doesn't meatballs classify? No, no. I think, dude, I think a movie is, like, I don't know what genre you're going here, man, but, I mean, Goonies, well, just in general, Explorers. Like Explorers, Monster Squad, Goonies. Like I I, now I know someone from the Monster Squad. That's funny you mentioned that movie. I know someone from that. Who? Who do you know from uh, the Monster Squad? I, I, he's a friend of. I can't say his name just, just because I don't want to be a jerk. But remember the, uh, the quote, cool kid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know him. Ruby. And, and then, and then, uh, do you remember? Uh, you know, Scotty knows Jason Harvey. He was in that movie. Jason Harvey. Which character was he? He was one of the bullies that so was picking on. on oh God, yeah, he was also in the Wonder Years. He was Kevin's uh, brother. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know how friendly they are. That's something so you'd have to ask, you, dude. You should. I, I also know. Um, you know, another guy I know is uh, Jeremy Miller, who played Ben Siever on the Wonder Years, uh, yeah. on 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 uh, Growing Pains, Growing Pains. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> He's 20. cool. He's a, he and I are the same age. Dude, rem you know what? Refresh my memory. Speaking of Growing Pains, Kirk Cameron. Mm -hmm. He was in a he was in a uh, a body switch movie with Dudley Moore. Where yeah, they made that was called Vice Versa. Thank you. That was the name of the they, movie. They made they made they, the okay yeah they made three movies that year okay with the same premise okay with the same premise yeah okay I can tell them I can tell you which ones they are right now off the top of my head they all came out in eighty seven it was the same script different 
different characters. Right. They made a movie with George Burns and some kid. It was called 18 again. Where right. they swap bodies. They made a movie called Vice Versa with Kirk Cameron and... And Dudley Moore. Dudley Moore. And then they made a movie called like Father Like Son with Judd Reinhold and uh, Ben Savage. Uh, Fred Savage. Right. And I remember... I remember it's the I, same movie, just three different... <laughs> I, I remember the, I remember the uh, Fred Savage and Judd Reinhold one, and I remembered Kirk Ham- Cameron and Dudley Moore. I didn't know the George Byrne one, but it's kind of funny you said that because I was in the thrift store today with my family and found mm-hmm. Oh God Book 2. On DVD. <laughs> yeah, not one of the best sequels, to be honest with you. No, I prefer the first oh God, and third one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, You Devil was a classic. <laughs> uh, now, I, I knew someone from that movie. I knew the main character, Ted Wasp. Nice. <laughs> I, I don't, I've never put him on the show. I never did, but I knew Ted. Ted was on Soap for many years, and then he did that movie. I love Real soap. nice guy. I love Soap. Uh, dude, Soap. Now, there's a, there's a show... Okay, the two people I met from that show was Jay Moore, the guy, the ventriloquist guy with Bob. Remember him? Right. right. And and Ted. Two people I met from that show. That show was so freaking ballsy. <laughs> they could, dude. If they showed one episode just for kicks, oh my god, you'd see people would lose their mind. But it was such a great show, man. Oh my god. I had a box set of that show. Soap was freaking awesome. And <laughs> no, that's, that's a show that doesn't get the, re- you know, I, I literally, I, you know, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I mean, it was funny and it, it was so, it was a show that just, dude, you could not release that show nowadays. Hell no. With all, uh-huh. this, and they were doing this, they were doing it in the seventies. Think about that. Well, a lot of the shows in the seventies had a lot more balls. I mean, I know they recreated them for a little bit for live, uh, for live studio. Yeah, that, dude, uh, that was watered down from what I understand. Oh, absolutely. You know, fuck, uh, fucking All in the Family and the Jeffersons, that you couldn't yeah. air those today. And, in their original formats, you couldn't air those today. No, they polished them up and they made them what they wanted to make them. But normally, I was a genius. Miss is a genius. He ain't dead yet. But, uh, you know, I don't know. But thanks to you, thank you, Chris, and Michael, and Anthony, and Kim, and everybody else that's involved in Coast to Coast Power Hour. I don't know when they'll hear it or if they'll hear it, but I'm saying thank you. And you have a good night, Chris, and I'll, I'll see you tomorrow. Uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow at some point, maybe more than once I'll talk to you tomorrow. Who knows? You know me. Right on. But, Chris, uh, I got to talk to you, man. I got some money. <laughs> <laughs> He always does. The, the thing is, is like he always catches me at the wrong time. Like I yeah, just got out yeah. of the heat. So when he called the day, I just got out of the heat, and I was getting ready to pull into uh, an Acme to go uh, pick up some some stuff for food, uh, you know, toiletries and stuff like that. And like I'm I'm feeling the heat. I'm hot. I'm I'm kind of miserable. And the phone rings. I'm just like, yeah, Steve. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. like, God, you always sound so thrilled. Like, you do. I'm telling you. It's great. <laughs> I didn't know. I don't know. I, mean, I know you don't know, but as long as like, you always find the worst time. <laughs> I used no, no. I didn't used to. Back when my drone was working, I knew what you were up to. Now things are different. You know. <laughs> got to buy batteries, man. I'm telling you. I got to buy batteries. My drone broke down. You know. But all right, man. Look, thank you for having me on, and uh, hope next time I hear you and the rest of the gang talking. And about 80s movies and so on and get a hold of scotty you have scotty's info i don't need to add yeah you. i'll get a hold of scotty I'll, I'll i'll shoot a message out to him see if he wants to be and ask, ask ask scotty if uh, you could borrow jeremy miller they're they're really tight nice i'm serious hey would you would jeremy like one 
You could ask. Jeremy's a clue. He's a skinny guy, though. Real skinny. Is he's he? Cool. Yeah, he's he's a, he's a twig. <laughs> my, le- my leg is bigger than him. But nice as the day is long. Excellent. All right. Well, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. And guys, for you, for you guys uh, here, of course, Course Coast Power Hour is not Realm of the Mist Entertainment, although you will be seeing it on Realm of the Mist's YouTube channel. If you enjoyed this video, like, share, comment, subscribe. As far as the audio format, you will be hearing this wherever Coast to Coast Power Hour can be heard. Make sure you check out all the subsequent uh, podcasts that are usually associated with the Coast to Coast Power Hour. The links will be in the description below. And of course, give this video a like and a follow or whatever it is you do on the social uh, the audio platforms that you hear it on and i will catch you on the next coast to coast power hour where as steve said we will be sitting down and discussing the kids buddy movies of the 80s and 90s till then guys thank you very much have a wonderful week Hey guys, it's Chris from Realm of the Mist Entertainment. If you enjoyed this video, please hit that thumbs up button. Like, share, comment, subscribe. Check out all the other great podcasts that can be found on Realm of the Mist Entertainment's YouTube channel or our sister channel, Sounds Dicey Gaming, for all your tabletop needs. And if you prefer your podcasts in audio-only format, check out Realm of the Mist Entertainment on Anchor.fm, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever quality podcasts can be heard. To our Patreon supporters, we thank you very, very much. And if you're interested in being a Patreon supporter, please go over to patreon.com slash realm of the mist and just a dollar a month gives you exclusive content and helps our channel out greatly. Guys, again, thank you very much for joining us and we will see you on the next episode.